Hey yo, welcome back to AIW's The Card Is Going To Change. My name is Ronald Two Legs. As always, I am joined by AIW owner John Thorne. What's up, Thorne? I'm here. I'm joining, Hell as yeah. always. Look at I us. Only, I think I only missed one podcast. I don't, yeah, yeah, I think. Um, so that would be in line, you only missed one ever show and one ever podcast. Yeah. Well, and I kind of missed one girls' night out once, but I was there when it started. But then I had to drive all the way to Akron as soon as it started to pick up Athena. And then by the time we got back, the show was over. And then we were going to do the second taping. I mean, that counts. You were there for attendance. And then, you know what I mean? Like, that, that counts to my, in my books. I'm here. <clears throat> all right. I'm go ahead. Here. Sorry. I'm ready to podcast. <laughs> look, yeah, I was going to say, look, look at us go. Trying to keep the streak going. You, however, prevented us from a day. Push us back. Breaking schedule. You know, I told you, and I had to strike while the iron was hot on that one. I had somebody who uh, who wanted to buy some sports cards off me, and uh, as as a, a friend of mine, another guy I know who owns a business. When people don't, when the people want to make a, you know, spend money, you don't get in the way. Don't I don't, you know, people wanted to buy cards, I wanted to sell them, so I had to take care of that. We're gonna have to uh, do a, a Patreon card podcast. I was going to say that was, that's a good segue because I actually did talk to Dom about that, and he is gung-ho for it. So we'll definitely uh, – that's going to be in the works. We're going to do uh, AIW Patreon show of uh, ta- talking cards, man, uh, trading cards. Cards are back, baby. Let's do it. Um, as always, want to thank the sponsor, uh, The Exchange, uh, for sponsoring AIW. If, if you'd like to sponsor, you know, anyone that wants to sponsor AIW, uh, feel free to uh, reach out to uh, EVP Coach Jim. Uh so, Jim at AIWrestling.com. Jim at AIWrestling.com. Uh, you know, there's plenty of different options to go the sponsorship route. Uh, you know, we work with all kinds. So if you feel like you have a company or brand or anything like that that wants to partner with AIW, let's do it. We got all summer. So uh, And as you, you will hear on this podcast, boy, do we need some sponsors. So we get into this uh, this week's doom and gloom. <laughs> we went from hard we went from hard sell to doom and gloom right off the rip here. Doom and gloom. Here we are. We are going to discuss AIW's most recent show AIW Cybernetico de Mayo. That was at the Kent, the Outpost in Kent, Ohio. Um and a bit of an a bit of an up and down with the Kent scene. Uh we've that was our third show there and uh, the first sparsely attended, second was greatly attended, and then now this third one, you know, uh, sparsely as, attended. <laughs> sparsely attended. I, I'll say, uh, you know, what 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 are your initial thoughts? I guess let's say after the show, because I know going into it, you were pretty worried about ticket sales and and whatnot. Uh, walk us through what your thoughts were. Uh, well, it was far worse than I thought it was going to be after <laughs> I talked to Pedro Monday for our little. Uh, so. Either the day after or at the very at the very latest Monday, uh, Pedro uh, gives me like he wakes up at like five o'clock in the morning and I'll wake up to like a full, you know, CFO accounting report of of the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> I mean, I, it was bad. And then it like looked OK, you know. Yeah. But then like when I got that report, I went, wow, that was I didn't even imagine that could even be be that bad. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, uh, we did bump a lot of people's pay up and things like that uh, a few months ago. So, you know, that stuff is now adding up uh, substantially. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, you want to do it because you want to take care of everybody, especially people who've been uh, putting in the work. But yeah, man, in the end, trying to compete run, with this economy, you know, <laughs> it's inflation around here. For God's sakes, it's it's attacking everyone. Um, but yeah, it was uh, so it it just it it was not good, um, you know. And I don't know if we'll be back at Tau Post. Uh, it's just kind of. Um, the deal is constantly kind of evolved since the first one. It was mm-hmm. like, uh, hey, we want to, you know, just buy this show flat out off you from the first one. Yeah. And then the second one was like, uh, oh, hey, this did really good. You owe us money. <laughs> like <laughs> a lot of money the day of, uh, which, you know, uh, we weren't uh, expecting. And then we really didn't know what we were walking into on this one because they were aware that the Winchester canceled, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. uh, they were like, oh, hey, you know, we'll pick up one of those one of those dates. Um, and they wanted the Cinco de Mayo one because it's, you know, a drinking holiday or whatever. Mm-hmm. But certainly did not <laughs> get the guarantee uh unfortunately like the liaison guy that kind of sets this up uh Chris from the Odeon they hit him with the uh, the rental the big rental fee because he kind of facilitated it and uh so yeah I don't know uh just <laughs> did did not go did not go too well the thing that's crazy about it and I'll say too is it's just it's weird and it's just crazy that these venues and these places, they will just change things on you day of or tell you about some fee or some fine or, oh, well, we have to charge you for this. And like you said, that could have been the third time we've ran there and it's never been a thing or this and that. But then what do you do? Because they're got like, a big oh, fine at the shrine. I got a big fine at the shrine last show, too. So. Right. I remember you saying that, too. Um, but it's like, so what do you do? You know, because they essentially have you over the coals. If anything, they could just, well, we just won't do. You know, oh, you're not paying. I guess we just won't do the show. They just don't open the doors. You know what I mean? So it's like they put us against put our backs against the wall in, in these situations. And it just seems to happen. It's that's, just so I mean, crazy that's just the nature. Time. You know what I mean? That's just the nature of the entertainment business, you know, yeah. I mean? it's kind of, and I know, you know, we're not the only promoters to deal with this and, you know, it happens in all facets of entertainment, you know, music, comedy, you know what I mean? Like sure. there's all, you know, just all sorts of just kind of, uh, you know, what's behind door number two hidden fee. Um, you know, so we didn't get hit with that, but I mean, Chris got hit with that, unfortunately, which, you know, we certainly didn't get the guarantee either from the, you know, last year either, you know, so it was just right. kind of like, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it was just, uh, it, it's unfortunate too, because I thought that the show was, was fun. It was good. Um, but you know, like at the end of the day, it's a business and you know, it's, you can't pay the bills with fun. You know what I mean? Like, right. uh, you know, uh, we're hopeful that maybe people streamed it. You know what I mean? We can recoup some stuff, you know, back end. But, I mean, we, you know, for – I'm trying to think of how to say this. You know, like some people say like, oh, you know, are, are you going to bring in outside talent or, or something like that? And it's like mm-hmm. we've like – we're not like – 
just because people come out of school, like we're not paying them 10 bucks, you know, like there's, uh, you know, kind of a, a pay scale, so to speak. And, um, you know, so it's like, could I say, Hey guys, sorry. You know what I mean? It did bad. Nobody's getting paid. Yeah. But like, I'm not going to do that. You know what I mean? These, yeah. you know, everybody works so hard. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, uh, even outside of, you know what I mean? Doing, you know, wrestling, you know, like logistics and setting up and, you know, just the whole machine. So like, you know what I mean? Like that's not, you know, that's on me, you know, we got to pay it. Um, and, uh, you know, like I thought it was a pretty conservative card, but you know, when you're well under a hundred tickets sold, you know what I mean? Like that's just the, the nature of the game right now. I mean, I think it's just, it's a lot more out of pocket than people think. Um, you know, when you're set, like you said, you're selling such a low amount of tickets, you are at a point now in AIW where, like you said, you know, that was kind of a thing in the olden days where, you know, hey, the house was light. Hey, that's where the, the you know, the, the phrase comes from. You know, the house was light, boys. And, you know, you hear about these things that promoters did, you know, sketchy stuff. And that's you're you're you are trying to aim AIW in a new direction of yeah, that's not how it is. People get paid. You show up, you do the work, you're there, you get paid. And like you said, it's, that's even been bumped up, you know, like you said, just because they're coming out of the this, this school and you're not you're not handing out ten dollar bills you know so when you sell you know under a hundred tickets you're coming out of pocket for a lot <laughs> you know tom that was a fly-in people don't realize tom you got to fly tom in that's a plane ticket hotel i mean that yeah that i mean that plane tickets you know from vegas was 600 bucks right off the rip so you know what I mean. That's like the jump. That's the jumping off point. I mean, I, I'm not going to go through all the financials. Like, I'm sure. sure that would bore everybody to death. But um, yeah, it just didn't. It, it didn't go well. You know, like um, we were hoping, like, hey man, maybe there'll be a big walk up or something. And I think walk up was like ten people. You know, so it was just like it just didn't. It didn't go well. It, you know, ten twenty people. I don't know. I, I think the grand total was just. Uh, just over 50 something total so i mean we haven't had that a, a show like that you know uh in quite some time i i guess the the first time we did kent was you know i, I think there's actually more people there honestly i uh, want to say like uh, seriously in the in, since i think i've been coming to aiw it was like the Kent show that we did, which there was even more. I feel like there was maybe more people than that was this show. But the last time I can think of a crowd that sparsely attended was legit Jelly of the Month Club at Mount Carmel. And it was like December, middle of December, terrible weather. That like was, was way like more. Shitty I night. mean, that was that's way that was way over 100 people some people though. i'm just saying i'm like i guess maybe mount carmel makes it seem more spread out you know bigger and like but whatever yeah, but like that it was that space. long ago that i could even think of a crowd where there was like low amount of people yeah i mean it was just i don't know you know so uh we we had talked about doing more dates prior to this and then uh nothing <laughs> you know what i mean like uh i know that they wanted us to try the summer out there again but i just don't think that we could do it, you know, like it's just, it's too risky at this point. Yeah. I mean, do you feel like, I mean, cause there was a lot of things thrown around as far as, 
you know, Cinco de Mayo and in that neighborhood college or whatever, it's like a very house party type of like holiday for the issue is, is like that. You know, I guess the semester like ended (laughs) earlier in the week and like it was finals and like, I don't know, like we went to a bar afterwards. Like it didn't seem like there was even that many people around, you know? Interesting. Yeah. I had to jet out of there. I wasn't able to to go to the after party, but yeah, I mean, we went to like downtown college campus bars, Kent and like not really much going on. (laughs) I saw, uh. I saw Philadelphia Collins got a fucking chili dog, and boy, oh boy, I was jelly. Jelly, I missed that. I was, uh, I like chili dogs, and uh, I was kind of, was kind of bummed well, I missed that. There was, party. according to Kaplan, there was somebody that was just uh, cooking pancakes on the street and selling them. But uh, oh, that's incredible. I didn't I, I didn't uh, encounter the pancake salesman? I but, I don't think that's something that Kaplan would lie about personally. <laughs> you know, he probably bought some and ate them. But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, other than the financials, I thought. The show was good. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Right. Exactly. What do you? What were your thoughts as far as like the wrestling aspect and the card and how it was delivered in that sense? Um, I mean, the Cybernetico I thought over delivered. I mean, last year we were so worried about it, but we put a lot more experienced guys in the Cybernetico. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it was more seasoned students or locals or whatever you want to call them in the cybernetica last year so while we were you know unsure if we can even pull it off uh and we did this year there was i mean there's people literally under a year into their careers that (laughs) they don't even know what a like a six-man tag is let alone uh you know a cybernetico match so um, I mean, Sam Holloway, I said, thanks for the house. And he didn't even know what that meant. So like, that goes to show you what we're working with here. Uh, you know, like, uh, totally oblivious to this concept of, of a match, the majority of the people in it. Uh, so I was, uh, I was super, super worried that it was not going to go as well as it did last year. And, and I mean, I think I think the match was great, especially like you said with the the experience that was in there. I thought this year over delivered in a big way. Oh yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I think it's certainly over delivered uh, in ring. I, I thought it told a, a great story throughout. Um, I watched the whole thing, and you know, while it was like sparsely attended, it did keep the you know the attention of those in the crowd. And you know, there were certainly people in the crowd that also did not know what a fucking cybernetico match was or sure. understand what was going on but you, they started to catch on as 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 it progressed and i mean i don't know like i don't know what the time was and i i, I don't know if you kept time on it or not but uh yes. it was long yeah i want to say it was like 68 minutes or something like that yeah i i figured it would be over an hour uh, so yeah, I mean, I was, I was super happy with it. I mean, if you didn't stream it, it's the replays up right now on fight. Uh, please go out of your way to, to watch that show and kind of bump those numbers up if you can. But, uh, you know, it was a, it, I thought it was a great, like we talked about last week, a great learning experience for so many of these, these kids coming out of school. Uh, a lot of them, you know, got to, it's, it's on the fly. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you're out there for a long time. So you can't, you know, in there's sometimes you're out of the ring for, you know, 10 minutes. So like, you don't even know what's going on or where you're at, you know, like it gets very, very, very confusing if you're a performer. So, 
Uh, I was super proud of everybody that was in the match. I thought it, I thought it delivered. I thought, you know, all the way, you know, into the home stretch was, was especially great. Yeah, I thought I thought all the whole entire show, to be honest, that the crowd was really into it and paying attention. I mean, I know with the sparse numbers, you know, it's not hard. You know, there was not that many people to keep entertained. But I do feel like the crowd was really hot all night. And they really, you know, really, uh, you know, in in like in deep with the match and what was happening and following along, there was no lulls in the match. You know, you say a 68 minute match, you feel like, you know, there definitely could be some periods where people, especially like you said, of people who have never seen a match like that, you start to maybe look at your phone for a second or this or that. I feel like there was no points in that match where it was like, well, what are we doing here? Like it just, it went, it, it went the way they wanted it to the whole way. There was no like, Oh shit moment. Right. And like, no mess ups, no, you know what right. I mean? Like it was just, uh, it flowed very well, but I guess, I don't know. Should we, we should probably start from the top. I don't know. Yeah, what sure. Sure. I just, I guess I wanted an overall opinion, but I mean, the cybernetico is one that was a big, you know, a big, uh, a, 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 what's the word here? I'm thinking of the, for the, you know, a glaring, uh, a glaring opinion on your, on your behalf. But, um, so yeah, starting out the match, we did have an un unannounced match. Uh, we got, uh, this, Vic Vice, go ahead. Sorry, this was this was added the day you know day of. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say uh, that's uh, that wasn't on the card that we had discussed on the podcast and all that. Um, and the guy's name is Anthony Young, Young. correct? Yeah, Anthony, Anthony Young, Young. yeah. He's, he's had a couple. He's on a couple shows. Um, so w- when obviously we kept the the show conservative, and you know obviously money and all that stuff. But when I was looking, you know what I mean? When I was like kind of mapping out the card, like mm-hmm. I was like, you know, even with the cybernetico, like this is like a, you know, hour and a half show, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I was just like, you know, we got to add, we got to add a little bit something, you know, to, to kind of stretch it out a little bit. So um, we were going to put it on the pre-show and I, you know, I just said, you know what, let's just, start the show with it and kind of, you know, let it, let it drag out because I was also worried, you know what I mean? These people, if the cybernetico came up on them too quick, you know what I mean? Nobody was going to be ready. Cause you know, a lot of these guys were kind of in their own world backstage kind of trying to, you know, get their heads together. And, mm-hmm. you know, if that match, you know, came out of nowhere, it was like, okay, time to go. Like, I think it could have potentially been disastrous, so I, I honestly, you know, I added this match, even though there's all the, you know, worry about money and all that. Like I added the match just as a, as a way to stretch time for, for the cybernetico guys to kind of give them a little bit of a breathing room before they had to go out. Yeah. And I feel like it was, it was a good match. Uh, you know, you have a guy, like you said, Anthony Young, who's been in AIW a few times, showed some stuff. Uh, he was unfortunately on the, uh, end of a, uh, Isaiah, Isaiah Broner, uh, draw there, card there. Uh, but you know, that's not, that's not going to be easy, but we've seen him a few times, but a guy uh, on the other, on the other side of the card, Vic Vice, who I think has shown a lot of, you know, up and coming talent and in the tag scene with H2V2. Now I got a little chance to to shine, you know, and come out and show what he can do in a singles match. This was, and I mean, Vic Vice getting on the card was 100%, uh, you know, his coaches advocating for him, Dominic Greeny, Derek Dillinger, everybody at the school. 
Um, just saying how much work he's been putting in over the last few months, uh, not missing classes, uh, you know, getting up there, you know, doing the seminars. Uh, you know, he was one of the few that did the Fred Rosser seminar. Um, so, uh, you know, Dom was really pushing to get him on the card, even though at the time there's nothing for him. <coughs> um, you know, and then day of, I decided, you know, we probably should put, put something on there to, to stretch time. And, um, the whole idea was that honestly was, was Dom trying to kind of push Vic onto the card on me. You know what I mean? Like that's mm-hmm. kind of what even got that, the wheels turning on that to even be a possibility to, to stretch time for those guys. Um, and I mean, I think, like I said, I think that's great. You get a guy like that who gets a chance to kind of show, you know, you do put in the work and Hey, you're going to get an opportunity to show what you can do. Hey, it was a sparsely uh, attended crowd, but Hey, you know, it's out there. It's on iPay-per-view, you know, stuff like that. You can go back and watch it. You know, it, you always got to show out when you get it, when you get an opportunity. Right. Absolutely. And, uh, I thought they did great. You know what I mean? Uh, did, did the match didn't oversay it's welcome at all. And uh, I thought it was a good way to start, start off the show. It was kind of like what we talked about in with previous shows where, you know, not everybody's going to go out there, even in a show like this where there is a lot of space, you know what I mean? You say we added this show for time to kind of give the guy some time, but that doesn't mean you wanted them to go out there and, you know, fuck around for 20 minutes. They got in, got out, did what they needed to do and told a great story. I think it was like six and a half minutes. And I, and I think that shows a lot for both of those guys. Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 was, I was happy with it, you know what I mean? And it gives... Uh, both guys, a you know, a, a good singles match to to have to to show to somebody. You know what I mean? Like it's it right. never hurts to have a good you know uh, six minute match to to show another promoter. Absolutely. Um, coming up after that was a match that I was really looking forward to. We had Cisco Silver versus Dom Greeny, um, a match on paper that obviously is going to be you know something to watch. What did you think about it? Uh, I I thought this was. I mean this was I, I don't know how you felt or anybody else felt but like to me this was as advertised in my head um you know it, it certainly uh lived up to, to the expectations i had for it uh, you know I told them to take their time out there uh and, and just kind of grapple around and feel each other out and um i i thought it was great i th- i think um you know cisco is certainly embracing the fact that people don't like him you know what i mean and he's <laughs> You know, he, he's playing into that, which, you know, some people would be, you know, a little shook by that or, you know, not know how to react to that. Um, but he's certainly kind of embracing the role. Um, but I, I thought I thought it was really good. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I didn't watch the whole thing. I'm not going to I'm not going to lie, you know, because there was a lot going on um, getting ready for the Cibernetico. Mm-hmm. But uh, w- what I saw, I was uh, I was extremely happy with that. And I thought it delivered. I haven't watched the back on fight yet, though. Yeah, I, I I thought it was a great match. I obviously had nowhere to be except for the desk, so I watched the whole thing. Um, I I thought it was like you said, exactly as delivered, um, as advertised. But I think I think this is I think I'd like to see some more of this. I feel like this is a a series, a program that we could get. I feel like we could see a lot more from these two. I think you know what is as advertised with these two is one thing that they could do. But I think both of them could bring another style, even maybe two or three styles to this match that we could see if we saw more of this i think they could i think they could really surprise a lot of people yeah i mean i think they both certainly have uh additional skill sets i'll say um that i think uh they would want to showcase it's just you know 
That's the thing, though. It's like it, it, we, we harp on it, but you know, when the Winchester went down, it kind of removed the ability to have these, you know, these matches where people can go out and and try things and and establish themselves and develop. Um, and I feel like if we had those shows, like somebody like Cisco Silver would certainly be, you know, ascending rapidly. Um, th- that was the hope with the outpost would get going and maybe we'd add, uh, you know, they would pick up all those canceled Thursdays, but, uh, I don't think that's going to happen now. <laughs> um, I do have a couple, a couple meetings that are, uh, seem to be on the horizon, uh, closer to Cleveland, so uh, we'll we'll see how that goes as well. But you know, uh, I'm still trying to work on it. You know, it, it, it's I like this. I like the Thursday date a lot. I, I think it's you know it's it's uh, a great night for wrestling. I think um, you know what I mean. As long as we can pull you know hundred or more, you know, it's like certainly could be a break even point on on most Thursday night wrestling cards. <coughs> so. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working on it still, you know, it's, sure. it, it's a lot. Of, it's, if anybody out there is a large bar near the Cleveland area and it's <laughs> entertainment on a Thursday night, feel free, uh, to also email EVP Jim at, uh, Jim at a wrestling.com. But, uh, yeah, other, you know, I, we're, we're working on it because, you know, we do have a lot of people, um, you know, especially this, this class that debuted, uh, last year, that uh, certainly could use the reps, and you know, we probably got some some more debuts on the horizon in the next few months. So uh, we have no shortage of of wrestlers, but we do have a shortage of uh, wrestling cards to put them on, unfortunately. Right. Uh, moving on, uh, we had uh, Ziggy Big Zig versus Jossie. Um, I think this was a great match. Uh, like you said, I think this was a show that you know. Big Zig got an opportunity again to show what she can do in a you know in a role where, like you said last time she was kind of in a babyface role. Now you go up against Joss, who's is the pinnacle of AEW's women's wrestling, you know these days, and she's maybe maybe not the babyface in this one. You know what I mean? Back it, it could it, be it certainly split uh, yeah splits the crowd um, a little bit, but um, you know I don't think anybody's ever going to boo Jocelyn Navarro. I mean at least not at th- this current. You know what I mean? Uh, part of her career where she is uh, really coming into her own as an in-ring performer. Yeah, um, you know, and the, that's the thing. You know, much like Cisco Silver. You know what I mean? Zig, Ziggy Heim would probably be getting a rep on every single one of those Winchester shows. I mean, that was the plan: was to you know bring in different girls, uh, get get Ziggy in there as more in more of a performer uh, role on, on the Thursday gigs. Um, and start kind of developing people. Um, unfortunately, you know, uh, I'll, I'll say it till the end of time, like the Winchester really kind of fucked some shit up for us and uh, our plans and, you know, things were planned out all the way through um, the end of 2023. So um, now I'm trying to get, you know, zig in where, where I can and uh, there was an opportunity here on this card Um you know, there at one point, um, both of the Ziggy and uh, Jocelyn were potentially going to be in the Cybernetico, but uh, we opted to kind of pull them out and and give them, you know, their own platform to shine, and you know, uh, not kind of, I don't want to say get lost in the shuffle of the Cybernetico, but uh, I thought that this was 
was better for you know Ziggy to get some some quality time in uh, in a singles match, and uh, you know Jocelyn is just uh, I think on on another level as far as a uh, you know her in ring skills. Uh, she's just progressed so much in the last three years or so. Uh, so I, I just thought that this was a great learning experience for for Ziggy. Yeah, and I think I just think it fit better as a singles match as opposed to being in the Cybernetico because, like you said, I mean, it just gave them both. You know, not that Joss needed extra time, but she needs. You know, uh, they both needed time to kind of show what they can do, and I think this was. A great, like I said, it was another match that didn't go out there and take forever. They didn't go crazy over time. I think they, I think it was, I think it was really good. And it was, it was exactly what we needed it to be on this show. And I think the way that you've been pacing these cards and building everything out, I think it all flows really well. It was unfortunately, like you said, I hate to harp on it, sparsely attended, whatever, poorly attended. But I think these shows are all really kind of leading and building to, you know, a great story being told. All, uh, overall yeah, I in think, each show. And, and, you know, like, I don't want to, you know, skip over the fact that, you know, Jocelyn has really kind of taken on a bit of a coaching role at the, at the Academy. And, um, you know, she's, she mentors quite a few different people at the, at the Academy. Uh, so uh, I thought that this was also a, a great experience for her to kind of get in there as uh, you know, almost a player coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, like I said, give them some time and, and, and let them, you know, go out there and, and try to tear it up. Uh, and I thought it was great. You know what I mean? I, I think Ziggy continues to improve, um, you know, and I, I think that there's, you know, a, a lot of potential with her. Yeah, I mean, I think the crowd was with it the whole time. I think, like you said, in the role of, especially with the outcome, you know, Big Zig didn't get the victory, but she definitely, I think, earned the respect of Joss, who, like I said, you're like you said, excuse me, uh, you know, as a teacher and kind of a mentor in this role, getting that from Joss in that match and getting the re- reaction from the crowd, I think, was probably great for both of them. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, moving forward, the next match, the tag team match, uh, a lot to be said about this one, a title match, a uh, title change, um, <laughs> yeah, a lot this of one, things happen I in mean, this. Yeah. The, what do you want to say? Well, I mean, you know, the, the match was, the match was whatever, but I mean, um, obviously you, you don't want to see anybody get hurt. Um, and, uh, that was, that was kind of crazy because, we like people. I didn't. I wasn't at the. I wasn't at the the monitor, and mm-hmm. um, you know, people were kind of yelling for me, and I didn't know what was going on. And uh, I, you know, I'd gone out there, and you know, by that time, you know, Jeremy's over there, and Duke's over there, and there's a bunch of people over there. <coughs> what I will say is, um, you know, that wasn't the way it was supposed to. It was supposed to go. Um, you know, I guess uh, Duke getting whatever the you know his prognosis was from from Jeremy. Duke kind of made the call and and told told the ref, um, you know, change the finish because <clears throat> Jeremy thinks that it, it will probably be several several months based on you know what he could see uh, that Eric Taylor will be out. Um, so that was kind of a you know, that's never really happened before, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I do kind of made that executive decision and uh, based on, you know, I guess what Jeremy told him. 
and uh you know we were all kind of i don't know it, it was just it was i've never had something like that happen you know what i mean like it was just it, it was it was crazy and i mean he was just in so much pain um you know like i don't know you know and uh yeah it's very unfortunate to see anybody go down ever, but he definitely, and I couldn't watch too much because I've had severe leg trauma, so I could not look too much or pay too much attention because uh, a little PTSD just, from that. I just don't know what's going good. on. It's like it's like we just like uh, are having bad luck with legs. You know what I mean? Two months in a two months in a row. You know, I, I, Broner goes down and right. will be out for. Uh, several months and now you know Eric Taylor same thing goes down probably going to be out for several several months um you know and uh I don't you know it's just uh, it, it sucks because I really feel like Eric Taylor was really coming into his own and 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 Bitcoin was was really kind of on this like almost transition you know what I mean like mm-hmm. it felt like people were really getting getting behind them uh, even with the Duke with them and all that stuff, um, I, I feel like they were really kind of uh, finally kind of were, were figuring it out and, and clicking with the crowd. Um, you know, uh, obviously Eric Taylor had that big run in jail last year that kind of shocked some people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just uh, it's super, super unfortunate. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, even though they're in a role in AIW where you would almost kind of say they're probably in the heel role, obviously, they were definitely coming around to a place where people were on their side for, you know, almost kind of like, Well, you know, I think, like, it, it's not, like, I think, like, uh, wrestling fans are kind of smart enough to where it's like, you know, they know, you know what I mean? They're at a show. But, mm-hmm. like, it's, like, one thing to be, like, hated and it's one thing to be like, okay, you're, you know what I mean? You're accepted in what you're doing and how you're doing it. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like they were finally kind of starting to have a little bit of fun and loosen up. And, you know, I think the crowd was really kind of getting with it uh, for once. And, uh, man, it just sucks. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, uh, I just was, you know, I was told it was bad and, uh, you know, I, we kind of, I was trying to get people to help carry him, and, um, you know, it was a very chaotic scene for sure. And, you know, we weren't supposed to go to intermission there. Um, you know, which, so I'm obviously calling that audible, Mm -hmm. um, you know, because we were going to do the spin the wheel, make the deal, uh, and then, you know, have a long intermission if, if the cybernetico needed it, Mm um, but you know, you can't just like keep keep it rolling with that. You know what I mean? Like, um, right? I didn't know if we needed to call an ambulance. Like, I didn't know what what was going on. So I was like, Steve, you, you got to call intermission. I'm trying to get Chase that information because Chase has like things that need that he plays on the stream. Right? You know, like uh, yeah, there's a lot that he does, and he I'm is trying a to person get, who wants tell to you, know that. You know what I mean? Like you <laughs> yeah. gotta, you have to coordinate with the sound guy right. at the venue. So like. Um, you know, I get good on Duke, I guess, for kind of making the executive decision. Um, you know, like he was out there, he got, he got the word from Jeremy and he kind of was like, you know, we can't have, we, we, we can't have tag champions like that are not gonna be able to 
defend the titles for months. So, um, you know, that's just one of those things where you got to kind of roll with it and go on the fly. I, I mean, I don't know if I would have made that split decision. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, Duke told the ref and, you know, that's just the way it wound out, wound up. Um, and with you know, that, I've, new tag champs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it. That's another. You got to roll. You know, like it. You got to roll with it. Like those guys didn't have more dates. You know what I mean? Like there's just uh, there's there, there's a lot that uh, you know. This kind of like um, I don't know, like the snowball effect, I guess, of or the butterfly effect of like all the chaos that this caused. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, <laughs> I guess, um, Eric has to go back and see somebody this week or something. Um, cause I'm, you know, unfortunately for him, you know, he had, uh, his sister was getting married the next day, you know, oh, so, geez. um, I, you know, I just think he did, you know, like, uh, I don't know, went to an emergency room. I know that much, but, um, you know, I I haven't spoken to him like super in depth. I know that he's you know waiting to go back this week because he had to get, I think, go out of town for this wedding. So I don't even really know. You know, um, so brutal. But uh, you know, I guess you know it would be at least a few months from what I'm told. I hate to see that injury list growing like that. It's very very disheartening. So, and I mean, I fully admit that like. I do not have the, the full s- scope of exactly what's going on because, you know, I had to go to Colin's wedding and then, you know what I mean? I, I have some family stuff going on. So like I have not had a lot of, you know, a lot of time to, to kind of follow up on this. You know, I've just uh, a few texts here and there w- with, with Eric, but um, you know, w- once I, once I know more from him, <coughs> I'll be able to tell people more, but, I'm, not, I'm just I'm not prepared at, at the time of this recording to give you guys a, a full breakdown of exactly what the injuries are. Well, we've been doing this thing weekly here, so we're on a streak. So we should be able to be back next week. Maybe we'll have some more information for you. Uh, moving forward from that, we did thing, do an like, intermission. Go ahead. Well, sorry. and we did try to do like a a Broner podcast for Patreon, but it kind of got the files got fucked up and corrupted. Justin Summers yelled at me about it, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, I guess, you, fault, I guess I you can like, I guess you could, since you did the interview, you can kind of lay, give the synopsis. It was only 10 minutes, but yeah. Yeah. We just kind of sat down for a minute at uh dam and just kind of talked about, you know, his injury and what had happened. Um, and he definitely said he's going to be out for a little while, a little, you know, a few months of time. Um, we basically just kind of talked about, you know, how he deals with injury, you know, still come, you know, he still wants to come to shows, still wants to be around, you know, how he deals with that type of stuff. Uh, a few, you know, basic questions, but it is up if you want to join the Patreon, which as we've discussed, uh, hemorrhaging a bit of money here lately, we would love it if we got <laughs> some new signups for Patreon. We are trying to do some more content out there. We're trying to put some more stuff up. Uh, like I said, me and Dom are going to be doing a patreon podcast about trading cards um i'm doing some interviews trying to get some stuff on record uh you know before shows um i was unfortunately unable to go to 
uh, the after party, but I'm going to be trying to do some stuff there after party wise, maybe even with some fans, maybe try to hit the parking lot, talk to some fans. So we're definitely going to be putting out some Patreon content here soon. I'm like, I'm so bad at this, but am I correct that he like, he tore his calf? Is that what he did? Yeah. Yeah. It was something with because his of, calf muscle. Um, I don't yeah, remember I think he exactly. Tore, I think the calf or part of the calf was tore off the bone or something <laughs> because I know initially that they thought it was an uh, an Achilles. Yeah, injury. he he had done his Achilles before, and he thought maybe that's what it was, but it was something like he said with the muscle and his his calf kind of like ripped. Just exposing like what a piece of shit I am that I don't really know about all, all of these injuries um, on my roster. Well, I mean, I think to the to the same point to a point though, like you know. You don't want to, you know, if somebody's in an injury, you know, you don't want to be really bothering him. You know he's injured. He's told you a little bit about it. You've discussed it a little bit. You don't, you know, I don't think you really I just kind of like defer to the person. You know what I mean? Like, hey, you know what I mean? Like, uh, let me know what you need. You know, nobody ever says they need anything, you know, like from me. So, you know, it's like I don't get too much. I don't get too much information. I mean, I'm not trying to laugh about it, but you know what I mean? Like, no, but I don't I get, get what that you much mean. In- information, you know? You're like, trying to give somebody just, their space. I don't know if people, you know what I mean? well, like, and I don't know if people kind of like don't, you know what I mean? Like they don't want to seem injured to me or so, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. It's yeah, a no, weird, I, that's it's something a weird I never dynamic. thought about. It's a weird dynamic. So like, I'm going to try to get information out of Eric Taylor. Um, but uh, yeah. no, that's definitely an interesting point that you make, though, because you have this role, right, where you're the guy in charge. So if all of a sudden people just comes don't off, even talk to me, you know what I mean? Like they <laughs> just don't talk to me. It's weird. It I don't is think people realize that either. I don't think people realize that either. People like avoid me at the shows. <laughs> like, students. Oh, it's funny when you will get new students or some people start to come around, and you can tell the sometimes they'll come. Oh, hey, John, like they're very, very timid and kind of like don't want to talk to you. It's 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 an interesting um dynamic for sure i I love to watch it from afar (laughs) um yeah so hopefully uh hopefully you don't date soon that's all i know yeah um moving forward we had we did have intermission but then we had the match the spin the wheel make the deal tom lawler 40 well if anybody uh, and i just i just want to point out um you know anybody that has uh been behind the curtain which is probably none of you listening to this maybe a couple of the couple of guys on the roster uh, Chase Oliver really f- can flow with a change like having to go to do an impromptu intermission. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, he's he's under a lot of stress back there. I gotta take up for my. Well, do you want to? Do, do, do you want to? <laughs> well, here's a here's a here's a little funny tidbit about the show that I just remembered is. Um, right when we're starting the stream, like yeah, yeah. The everything everything goes haywire. <laughs> like there's no sound in chase's um headphones mm-hmm. and like he, something freezes or something and he starts slamming his cell phone and blah 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 you know he's going nuts and he's screaming and like he f- slams the fuck out of the cell phone and then my like, cell phone well that's what, I was, that's what i'm gonna say <laughs> is like then later on like i'm talking to him and i'm like dude are you okay so yeah, yeah, you know, relatively okay. You know, all I did was slam my cell phone, and then you go. Well, actually, that was my cell phone. <laughs> yeah, so it was so fucking funny because we, the Gorilla Position Desk, our main headquarters, running all of this shit, thousands of dollars of equipment, sits upon a fucking twenty dollar 
plastic ass table that's sometimes provided from the fucking venue. And he is so mad that and and from what I understand, everything over the stream was coming through fine. It just wasn't coming through his headphones through the switcher the right way that he normally listens to it. It was just coming right. out of the computer. He fucking chops the desk so hard. First, he hits the his the cell phone on the desk, which was my cell phone. It wasn't his. He grabbed the wrong one. He grabs mine, slams it down. Then it's still not going, and he goes fuck and just slams his like chops the table with a cl- like an open hand, and he. Sm- I was shocked. The legs of this table didn't just snap off. The whole my oh, whole computer bounces just- in the air. The song restarts over. Anthony Young's song starts over. <laughs> It was fucking insane. He's like, I'm sorry. I'm so, sorry. I'm like, yeah, it's all right. It's still going. <laughs> so, you know, when I'm, 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 you know, worrying about this uh, Eric Taylor thing and trying to coordinate all this, like, I got to tell, <laughs> I got to go tell Chase Alfred, we got to go to intermission now. And I'm just like, oh, God. <laughs> Get chopped in the chest. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, you know, it's like walking into a volcano sometimes you know so i'm just like oh god like i can i can i'm, I'm worried about i'm worried about eric i'm worried about eric i'm worried about like the show like like is this poor kid like you know is his foot gonna fall off you know and then i gotta go like i, I gotta go fucking hey chase we actually gotta go to intermission now do you have that video queued up you know which like he did not right uh but luckily you know he was able to get everything um you know, relatively smooth, you know, and like, uh, oh, I, I thought think it we, looked great. I think we took a little extra for, for intermission to kind of let people breathe a little bit. And, um, you know, we, we got back on track as much as we could. Um, I mean, I think I can relate to him in a way where I'm, where I think he just put, he puts a lot into this um all those videos you see all this video packaging all the stuff the lower thirds everything you know he puts a lot of work into this and when it doesn't go how you want it to especially and it's just crazy because as somebody who works with electronics and use electronic equipment and computers and these programs and stuff and we have so much stuff up and running sometimes this shit just doesn't work it right i mean the guy from the guy from gopro was there uh, hanging out, and he was like, "Hey, man, like we got way nicer stuff than you guys, and it goes wrong all the time for no explanation. Like, yeah. he's like, we won't change a thing, and like it will just go wrong. You know, he's yep. like, that's just what you cannot explain some of these electronics and how they work." Yeah, so it's just like this feeling that you get when you're trying so hard and you're trying to put forth a product, and we're trying to like, you know up the game and up the level of what we're producing and what we're putting out and trying so hard and when it just doesn't work it's very frustrating so i i can i can relate to him in that sense personally yeah and i mean you know uh, i'm just kind of busting his balls a little oh, of bit, course but, i know i'm just know, saying like, i feel it <laughs> you know i was it was i was like oh god i gotta fucking go tell him that we gotta go to intermission too like, you saw what he did to what, that desk you didn't want him to do that to you <laughs> It's just like, you know, it's just, uh, you know, there's a lot of things, you know, that I have to manage. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, uh, so thankfully, you know, like we were able to kind of get through it, you know, and uh, as smoothly as possible and um, get the show back running with uh, the spin the wheel, make the deal a, a little bit later than it was uh, intended to, to happen on the show. <laughs> 
Now, this match um, is something that I just want to say that it just... I piped this up a lot. I hyped I hyped it, and I said, you know, that th- this was a match to come out and see, that Tom and Josh would deliver, and my God, boy, did they ever, in my opinion. Um, it was such a great match. Uh, what, what were your thoughts? Um, I thought that they, they spun... Okay, so... They literally can't plan anything mm-hmm. um, because they didn't know what they were going to do. And, like, they spun and landed on, like, the easiest one. They got yeah. a door match. Right. And I was like, this could not have gone better for you guys. Yeah. And then the crowd starts chanting respin. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, why? why would you do that? You know what I mean? Like... Well, so they kind of, Tom kind of set it up too with, because he didn't, he wanted his music. He wanted the bone, 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 which was his new music that he's given to me. He wanted that played while he spun it. And he claimed, I remember he yelled back, he, we have to do it again and play the music. So that's why I then hit the music so he could do it. And it, and it, boy, did it deliver in my opinion on what they landed on. Uh... <laughs> I was just like, uh, like, okay, like now what the fuck are you gonna do? Because like, they decided like, Pedro and them decided these stipulations on like Wednesday, mm-hmm. so like those hoods were just like drawstring bags that were literally pitch black, like you could not see a thing. Mm-hmm. Tom tried it on before the show. He's like, ah, he's like. Because he kept joking, like, I want a Prince of Darkness match. And he tried it on, and, like, he thought that, like, he was reaching for Dom, and, like, Dom was not even in the room. Like, he took it off, and, like, he was, like, about to, like, grapple a wall. <laughs> and that was one of the funniest things, too, because, yeah, because, like you said, he he tried the bag on prior, and that and then he was fucking around with that, and that's when... The, a bunch of us were like, oh, God, please, I would love to see it land on the Prince of Darkness match because I just felt like it had such potential with those bags because Tom, for the minute that he had it on, was like, oh, you... And you could tell, like like we said, behind the curtain, we were back there when he tried it on. He literally gave us his... Re- he was like, oh, I can't see shit. Like, I had no idea what was going on under there. <laughs> so we were like, yes. <laughs> right. So, like, I don't know what, like... I don't know why they like didn't respin again. Like it's like once you've respun once, you know what I mean. Like you could just the crowd just wanted them to spin. You know what I mean. But then Mm -hmm. like they're just like, okay, we're gonna do this. And I'm like, why are you guys doing this match? Like you literally cannot see. And I just I felt like for that too, what they did and what the outcome, you know, the match and what they had, I thought it was so great. Um, That they it kind of showed to me. It kind of showed that Josh can have a match like that where he doesn't have to always be, you know, super serious, big, tough guy, you know, whatever. He can go out there and he can show you a little bit of himself and kind of, you know, work a little bit. Tom, we know, is capable of, of that. Like I said, it. I think Tom was a great person to have this kind of match. And I think Josh showed a lot personally to me. You know, the guy's obviously AIW, former AIW champ. He's, he's you know, respected around, around AIW big time. But I just think he showed so much in this match of just that he can do a lot you know there was comedy yeah, it was all on the fly match. i mean it was all on the fly like yeah. nothing nothing was called i mean I, I thought it was so smart that 
you know, once they found Clemens, they took him out, and then you know, Josh took the hood off. Right. Um, you know, that was all shit that they did on the like they just did it all on the fly. You know, mm-hmm. like it was just. Uh, uh, I thought it was. You know, you want to talk about over delivered? Like, I think that this definitely over delivered as far as uh, entertainment factor. I think the crowd was just like you know the sparsely attended crowd was certainly <laughs> going nuts for this for this entire thing. Um, you know, I thought it was uh, I thought it was super entertaining. I was dying laughing at at certain points, which yeah, you know, <laughs> when it's done, you just go, oh fuck, Eric Taylor's at the hospital. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but I was just like. It was it was exactly what everybody needed, you know, like uh, coming coming off of that. Oh yeah, um, because it was so funny. Like I was like I had tears in my eyes. I was laughing so hard when um, he took that hood off and went shh to everyone. I was dying laughing. Well, then I start calling stuff on the fly, and I'm like, oh, get them. I was like, Steve, get somebody to get him some shots of tequila and make him drink tequila in the middle yes. of it. Like, I was just fucking with them, too. And, like, <laughs> uh, you know, so somebody uh, somebody brought him shots of tequila, and they, I mean, Steve called, like, a timeout and make him do it. Like, that was all, like, none of that was planned. Uh, it was uh, certainly a lot of fun, and, um it was not planned to so like you want to talk about on the fly mm-hmm. uh you know people were going so crazy for it and it was so funny and like it was going for so long uh i you know it josh and tom were both just gonna be in the gauntlet on may 20th mm-hmm. and i said you know i kind of whispered i kind of whispered to josh when it was over i said i said challenge him to the rematch of the gauntlet <laughs> <laughs> and like so that was on the fly too they didn't know that either uh so you know that was just like every little piece of that was just like all just improv and uh i thought it was i thought it was great i mean if you didn't stream the show on fight uh certainly go out of your way to stream it yeah i think it was the perfect match to like like you said kind of get people back in the state of wanting to be at wrestling and have fun at wrestling and watch a wrestling match after unfortunately which was not like that. i mean it's just one of those that was just one of those happy coincidences you right know what it I mean? was just because luckily, like yeah and it, that match could have been awful it could have been so bad you know like uh they didn't even know like all day they're just like i don't fucking know what we're gonna do you know like uh and uh luckily you know like they were able to just kind of go out there and work on the fly and improv and engage the crowd. And, you know, um, I just thought it was great. I mean, I I really can't say enough good things about it. Yeah. It's definitely one to seek out on fight plus. That's for sure. Um, moving on to the final match of the night, another match, like we said, that definitely over delivered. Um, we kind of discussed it a little bit at the top of the show, but, um, the cybernetico match, uh, I thought that I thought it was a great match, uh, 68 something minutes of, of, of really great, you know, story and flow, you know, that ended, like you said, with, you know, team on team, you know, it ended up, uh, with team captain versus number one pick from the team. Right. Uh, I thought it was great. I mean, I thought it was a great story, especially for, for both of them who trained together uh, to kind of be put in this crazy situation and, you know, come out, you know, as the last two standing. Um, 
I thought it, I, I thought it was great. Um, you know, Shaw has has been um, obviously you know uh, kind of stand out from that class, mm-hmm. but uh, you know this gave a lot of people a lot of a lot of time to shine. I think um, you know people are are definitely sleeping on the slugger Austin James. I think he was able to show quite a bit in there. You know, Tyson Riggs, you know, show got to show a little bit more than usual in there. <clears throat> I mean, even members only. Um, but I mean, Big Sam uh, Holloway has been, you know, really starting to figure it out. Um, and uh, I thought that this was great. I think it's, uh, you know, puts him in, with a tremendous opportunity, the biggest match of his life on May 20th. Um, and uh, I, I'm certainly looking forward to it because, I mean, I think Sam certainly has all the tools to be, you know, a, a guy that makes it to the next level if he can get in there with people that can, you know, help him figure it out. And uh, I think that this is, uh, you know, this is just the the next step in the progression of Sam Holloway. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to him versus Cardona on, on May 20th. Yeah, I think – Sam has had a trajectory that you can't deny. I mean, like you said, he had a lot of great matches. Then he has the great match with Kaplan, gets the W, gets to the number one pick, you know what I mean, for Shaw, and then comes out with the dub here. I think he's just on a path. You know, the kid's showing you a lot. Um, and and now to be able to get in the ring with Cardona, yeah, it's going to be – that's just an opportunity, too, for a guy, you know what I mean – and it gets to work a guy who's been around. He, you know, he's worked all over the place. Worked WWE. He calls himself, you know, the the king of the indies. All this stuff. It's it's definitely something for Sam to take and learn and and in, in every aspect, an in ring, uh, a, pro, a prep for it, promos, putting, you know, everything, every sense. I think. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's just, um, you know. Uh, you you got to take a shot and you got to you you got to you know see if people get behind somebody or not you know what i mean and uh i definitely this is think Sam's he, shot. this is his big opportunity i definitely think he has he has potential for that because when he won i mean you definitely think the crowd was definitely behind him uh the the crowd enjoyed the outcome not to say that you know people didn't want Shaw to win i think he has i think Shaw has uh, had another standout performance he's put so many of these together now um, even though he didn't get the win, I still think this was a great standout performance for him. But when Big Sam got the win, there was definitely, you know, there was definitely elation from the crowd. I know the margarine man loved it. He he was a big fan. I know there's a lot of people that are big fans of Sam, and they're very excited to see where this is going to go. Yeah, you know, it's just like uh, that's the only way, you know, we're, we're going to establish new stars you know in quotes in this company is you know taking a shot and you know seeing what happens and um you know uh i don't think anybody expected sam holloway to to walk out the winner and uh i certainly think that you probably shouldn't underestimate sam holloway to walk out the winner on may 20th and i certainly don't think that you can predict who's going to walk out as the winner of the gauntlet on may 20th you know this is just kind of um, setting the tone that we're, we're willing to take shots and we're willing to get behind people maybe earlier than we should. And, um, you know, that is, you know, that that's just the, you know, the nature of the beast in 
keeping this company going. And, you know, we always say we're built to last and, you know, you, you got to build new people if you want to last. And uh, that is, you know, that is our intention uh, moving forward. And, um, you know, this is kind of the big first step in that. Uh, so I, I'm very excited with, you know, how things are, are laid out for the next few months. And, uh, you know, I think that I think the people are going to appreciate the the the, uh, the changes that are to come. Yeah, I mean, like you said, with the Cybernetico match, there was a lot of talent in there, and there was a lot of people who stepped up and kind of showed shown that they can be a threat. Uh, like you said, AJ, I mean, thir- the gauntlet, you got 30 people. There's a lot of different entrants that are going to be in this. There's a lot of people in AIW that could win on any given match or whatever. I know that's like one of the oldest cliches and whatever, but we have a lot of people in AIW that can kind of come out of nowhere and, and make a little bit of a run. AJ, like you said, was is, is somebody that's definitely st- stood out in the in recently. You know, Tyson Riggs, he came back. He had a few matches there where it was a little suspect. Now he comes into the Cybernetico, has a nice little run in there. Shows, hey, you know, the settings are right. He can he can make some moves. Uh, Sid Von England was in that match. Another guy, personally, you know, that could, any, anything can happen. There's a lot of names in AIW that can get thrown around. Chase Oliver, another one. He wasn't on the card this time, but that's another guy in matches you. Say he never really wins, he never really loses. Chase is a guy that could his music could hit at that gauntlet, and you never know what's going to happen. Um, there's just a right. lot of names in AIW that could surprise you at any time. And I mean, you know, just to gauge expectations, you know, like <laughs> there's a lot of shows going on uh, that weekend. So you know, uh, much kind of like WWE, like. It's it's really not going to be surprise driven at at Gauntlet this year. I just want to get the you know I just want to get that out there. You know I know people like that and and all that stuff, but it just not wasn't in the cards this year for you know we're doing it on a Saturday and you know there's just a lot a lot of stuff going on that day. Uh, so you know we're deciding to kind of focus on our on our crew. <coughs> so. Just want to put that out there now. I would uh, I would also venture to say, though, that's kind of where AIW is as a whole anymore. I mean, a lot of our shows are kind of main roster driven, and we're building these people, and we're building these stars, and that's kind of what we're doing. I know Gauntlet is a bit of a special attraction, but I just kind of think that's where AIW is these days. And, I mean, that's just, you know, that's the plan. So right. I think Cybernetico, you know, while sc- scarcely attended or whatever we keep saying it it was i I think it certainly did help set the tone for what we're going to do going forward uh hopefully people you know uh (laughs) attend attend the other shows more than this one uh you know or else uh we will maybe need to you know replan this new this new plan already (laughs) but uh you know uh i'm looking forward to it and um I don't know if there's any questions in the Discord or not. I didn't look, but we got a bunch uh, of questions. There was a whole lot. Um, people started sending me direct message questions. There was okay. a lot of them. Um, we'll start though with the ones in the room. Um, <clears throat> let's see here. Uh, Where you're looking? I just want to shout out to Colin Delaney who got married over the weekend. Uh, attended that on Saturday. It was a uh, lots of fun. Was had. Uh, and uh, you know it was a good time. So congrats to Colin. Hopefully we can get uh, him and Cheech back um, in the coming months. 
now that oh, he's because yeah. he wasn't taking really bookings and leading up to the wedding. But smart man, you don't want to piss the wife off, you know. Um, okay, we got the hashtag going in the Ask AIW. So uh, Scott Random starts it off. Is there anybody else from ECW left uh, that you would like to book? Anybody on your list? Uh, just off the top of my head, Danny Doring, I think. Um, you know, I would have loved to have booked Simon Diamond or somebody like that, but I think, you know, he had some health issues last year. Uh, but I, I think, you know, that's alive. Probably Danny Doring might be the, the, the last man standing. Okay. Um, Devin asks, where is Tim Donst? Great question. Pennsylvania. <laughs> so, somewhere in rural PA, we think. Yeah. Um, I mean, I talk to him occasionally. I just don't, you know, I don't think he's wrestling as much right now. You know, it's just, um, uh, you know, once, you know, when we stopped bringing in all those cars from the East Coast, it's just kind of, you know what I mean? Like, was not uh, cost effective, really, you know, to, um, to bring him in anymore. And, you know, he had, I don't know, he probably was had a 10 year run or something. Uh, so, you know, I'm, uh, I'm sure he'll be back, but it's just, you know, he's just not figured into the plans right now. I know he's kind of trying to figure out life, so to speak. So, mm-hmm. um, Moving forward, Sean asks, any update? We kind of covered this one. Any update on Eric Taylor? We kind of covered that already. Um, yeah, I mean, nothing <laughs> nothing since we started recording. We'll try, we'll try to get something next week. Like I said, we're trying to do these on a weekly basis, so we'll try to have some more info for you. Um, Porter asks, why, why doesn't his key card to Intense Towers not work? <laughs> I don't think that's grammatically get- correct. Uh, Big Dan kind of corrected him on that, so it does work. <laughs> I kind of laughed at that. He's not getting. Uh, he's not getting us enough sponsors. In fact, one of the. In fact, somebody tried to get a, a, a discount sponsorship already. My goodness, I just like bringing up Porter. That's my guy. I love that dude. I just like saying his name. Um, he was like, oh, you know, I was going to give you my, uh, I was going to take you to round two of the Cavs playoffs. <laughs> it's, that's the Cavs' fault. They didn't make likely it to round excuse. two. See? Le- likely excuse blaming it on the Cavs, Porter. Um, EVP of Health, uh, Jeremy asks, how is it decided who gets merch space? Um, like, especially among the new kids, the new kids, excuse me, uh, we, do, we have a lot of AIW talent. So how is it kind of divvied up back there? if it was up to me, none of them would get merch space, you know, and there's a lot of times where I got to walk through and I got to say, you got to move your shit because X, Y, and Z need a table, you know, like, um, Matt Cardona is going to get a table, you know, like, so sorry, you know, you got to move the bear shark flyers or something, you know, like (laughs) it's just, um, uh, it it was like really crazy at the Odeon, you know what I mean? I'd, I'd walk in and like, you know, There'd be a full Bitcoin boys uh, shop set up where, like, you know, Minoru Suzuki's going to do his meet and greet. You know, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's okay, guys, you know, like, we need this table. Um, you know, so it's not really decided, you know. Um, it's kind of just, like, a free-for-all, especially kind of Cybernetico. People are just, like, you know what I mean? Like, they know that there's really nobody that's going to bump them. So it's, like, first come, first serve so, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of surprised that the in-ring, like in-ring isn't utilized more for selling merch. I feel like, you know, hanging a shirt on the ropes, that kind of sitting there doing that, I feel like that should be utilized a little more. Well, you know, you got to tell these kids. Empty space, you know? Um, 
How come say, Jeremy also asks, how come Tom doesn't sell merch? He has no, you know, he never has merch. I don't think Tom's ever had a shirt. I don't think um, he has any merch. Yeah. I like he doesn't like he doesn't like he flies with his gear and like that's pretty much it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he doesn't check a bag. I don't think he wants to check a bag. I don't think he wants to lose a checked bag. You know what I mean? Because that's the thing is like if I fly somebody like and they're checking a merch bag, you know, they pay for that. I, they don't get reimbursed for that. You right. know? So like I don't, you know, some people don't want to, you know, take that hundred dollar hit, you know what I mean? Cause they're already starting off in the red to kind of fly around with merch. Yeah, that's definitely, and, and it's, it would be, to me, I would just be like worried they're going to lose it with all the things that happen with bags and checked bags and time and how close, you know, times and, you know, with these layovers right. and stuff, I'd be worried. Um, well, that's kind of it. All we have for podcast questions. If you'd like to ask questions, uh, if you're new around here, we do have a Patreon. Uh, we have a Discord where you can ask these questions. Um, there's kind of people in the Discord all the time, just kind of chatting about different stuff. Um, if you'd like to join that, it's, uh, different levels of the podcast. Well, it's a five dollar level, correct? Jim? Yeah, five five bucks gets you in the Discord. There you go. Um, plenty of stuff announced in there. I know matches a lot of times are announced first in there, stuff like that. So definitely stuff you want to check out. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, we're going to be doing some more podcast stuff. Um, I know you said uh, front row is sold out for Gauntlet, and second and third are pretty slim as far as premium tickets. Yeah, I think there's like uh, 10 maybe in each row left, and then um, it's GA. And so you, d- you definitely want to get on that. That is what it is with GA. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I mean that's uh, it's a big room there at East Lake Forest Sports, but uh, you definitely don't want to sleep on the uh, tickets if you're trying to sit down. That's for sure. Right. Uh, so, and we're trying to pack it. You know what I mean? We got to make up for the Cybernetico. So, Gauntlet is a show. You know, I don't think you want to miss Gauntlet. That's a show. That's a staple of AIW. You know what I mean? Battle Battle Royal. That's that's a good one. It's the one you want to see. Anything else you want to add before we get out of here, John? Rumble, Rumble Royale. Rumble Royale, excuse me, yes. No, nothing. You know, I just, uh, please watch the uh, Cybernetico replay on fights uh, so we can try to recoup some of this loss. Uh, Doom and Gloom is back on the podcast for the first time in a while. Doom and Gloom. Which one are you, Doom or Gloom? I think I'm, I think I'm Gloom. You're going to say you both or what? <laughs> I think Chase Oliver's Doom. Oh man, I love that guy so much. But boy, he scared the hell out of me when he pounded that. That because as, as 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 the sound guy, like whenever a song, like if it pauses or buffers for a split second just during pre-show, just like that type of shit, I like my heart skips. We're at entrance music and the the song skips. My heart fucking skipped a beat. <laughs> Trust me, man. I had to do an in, impromptu intermission. Yeah, like talk about skipping a heartbeat <laughs> worried he's gonna chop you all right let's sell well, those tickets get those streams you know what i mean doom and definitely gloom. I, I think i'm just gonna name this podcast doom and gloom is back on the podcast doom is gloom is back or sparsely attended whichever one you think <laughs> Um, so yeah, get check it out on Fight Plus. Definitely, like I said, uh, you, you definitely want to check out the Cybernetico match. Definitely want to check out the Spin the Wheel, make the deal because we are coming back with that at Gauntlet rematch style. Get eight, those tickets eight for different Gauntlet. stipulations. They're going to do too. Yeah, different ones. So check that out. Although I think maybe they should put Prince of Darkness back on there. I definitely yeah, I, I cannot disagree with that. I love it so much. 
Um, like I said, get those tickets to Gauntlet. Let's check it out on on Fight Plus, Cybernetico. Uh, we'll see you next week. We'll be back here for AW's John Thorne, for me, Ronald Two Legs. Uh, we'll see you. Bye. Thanks.